So I'm sure most of you have heard, I think it's a Seth Godin quote that instead of planning your next vacation, why not, you know, plan a life there, a career that you don't want to escape from or something to that effect. And I'm a huge fan of that concept. I mean, I co-authored a book called Don't Do Stuff You Hate, which is just about that, right? Do things that make you come alive. And shout out to my co-author, Mitchell Earl. Um, so I'm, I'm a huge fan of this idea of doing things that you feel connected to deeply, that make you come alive, that you feel passionate about. And one part of that equation is discovering what those are, finding things that make you come alive. And when things don't make you come alive, stopping them, not doing them anymore, right? Don't do stuff you hate. Don't do things that make you dead inside. But the process of discovering what doesn't make you come alive and, and avoiding it, and then trying to do things that you're more passionate about, that's only half of the equation when it comes to living a life that you love. There's another half of the equation that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. And I haven't talked about it very much over the years, but it's at least as important. And that is figuring out how to become passionate about more things. There's a famous, I believe GK Chesterton quote, the world is not wanting for lack of wonders, but for lack of wonder. So maybe if you're not passionate about what you're doing, maybe the problem isn't with the world or your job or culture or entertainment or the economy or whatever's out there in the world. Maybe your lack of passion has nothing to do with the things that you're doing not being cool and interesting and meaningful enough. Maybe your lack of passion has everything to do with you not being curious enough, not being visionary and imaginative enough, not being capable of finding the passion, the interest, the excitement, the meaning, the value in enough things in the world. Maybe you need to change more than you need a change of scenery or job. I see this a lot with young people over the years, over the last decade, I've, I've worked with so many young people getting started in careers. And, you know, through praxis over the years, there's a, this phenomena that happens a lot where we'll be working to place a young person in an apprenticeship at a startup company. And they'll be like, oh, I just want to do something meaningful that I'm excited about that I can connect to. And often they don't really know what they mean by that. Sometimes they might have an idea. They might be like, I really love whatever, animals. I want to do something related to animals or the outdoors, or maybe they have an idea, but often they really don't. And, and they view most companies and most opportunities as not that interesting, not something they could really get passionate about. And often one little conversation will change that completely. You know, if I've had many experiences where I get on a call with someone and I'm like, okay, here's this opportunity. And they're like, yeah, I don't know, selling, selling, you know, software that makes it easier for companies to get contracts signed digitally. That's not, it's not my passion. And most people, you know, don't know what their passion is, but, but if I zoom out and say, well, let's really look at what is this company doing? What role do they play in the broader economy? What kind of value are they creating? 
Think of the minutes and hours and headaches of people's lives they're saving by creating a simple clickable interface to digitally sign a document and then go on their way. What, what are you opening up in the world? Just think about the economic value, the man hours of, of uh, maybe these days you have to say people hours, the human hours of people needing to download a PDF, print it out, sign it, scan it, upload it, send it, whatever. You know, when you start to think about the implications of some of these things, to me, it's incredibly exciting. It's hard to not get passionate about almost any business, any business operating in the free market that's not utilizing force or fraud through government or, or straight up scams, but I repeat myself, it's really hard to not get excited and passionate about if you start asking questions, if you're curious, if you start poking around. So I, I started thinking about this because the other day I was walking on the beach and I always get all kinds of big, inspiring ideas when I'm walking on the beach. And out of the blue, it popped into my head the kind of famous, sort of cynical little you know, sales challenge that you've seen in movies and things where someone is you know, they're, they're applying for a sales job or some kind of job. And someone says, you know, the person that they're interviewing with says, sell me this pen. You know, and they, they hand them a pen, they're like, sell me this pen. And they want to see how good of a salesperson they are. Can they give you a great pitch that makes you want to buy a pen? And that's usually pre presented in a kind of cynical manner as if, you know, salespeople are these greasy, disingenuous types who will take some stupid little trinket that's you know worth a few pennies and has nothing inspiring about it and try to swindle you into thinking it's a magic potion and, and selling it to you for more than it's worth and you know smooth talking bullshitters and that's often how it's presented and that's often how people are presented in, in accepting the challenge you know or, or they'll come up with some goofy thing oh this isn't a pen this is a magic wand that can be used for blah 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 and it's all kind of silly. And I think it makes people feel like sales is kind of deceptive or smarmy or, you know, inferior. Like it would be a better world if you didn't need salespeople. If people just knew pens are good for a certain thing. And if I need that thing done, I'll buy a pen and no one has to convince me. And these, these people that are there to try to convince you, it's unnecessary. It's kind of scammy. It's not a good thing. And I think that's a horrible, cynical take. And so I thought, I just sort of imagined myself in this position. And I don't know if I've, I don't think I've ever been asked this in an interview or ever actually had this happen in, in real life. But what if I was sitting there and someone said, you know, because I was thinking about this whole lack of wonder, you know, there are wonders everywhere, lack of wonder. If someone said, sell me this pen, Isaac, what would I do? Well, the first thing I thought was, I, I don't really get down with lying or fudging the truth to people. So I'm not going to sell something that I don't genuinely find interesting or valuable or worth selling. So I have to first feel some kind of connection with what I'm selling. And that thing's, I think is what a lot of people are talking about with doing something that they're passionate about that they, or they believe in. But I think most people give up too quickly and assume that they're not passionate about something or they don't believe in it just because their brain has been hooked on easy, quick dopamine hits of titillation and they don't know how to pause and think deeply and be curious and connect really powerful meaning to everyday objects like a pen. So I thought, okay, 
if I was asked to sell a pen, somebody said, sell me this pen. The first thing I would do is I would grab the pen and I would, I would use it for a second. I want to use the product. I want to understand it. I want to sort of like remind myself and think, what is it all about? Why would I buy it? Why do I like it? Do I like it? Because I only want to tell the truth. I want to talk about what I think. And I imagine myself just sitting there writing a sentence with a pen. And as I'm imagining writing a sentence with a pen, I'm thinking about the act of what I'm doing there. And this is what I envisioned myself saying in that scene. Grab the pen. I write a simple sentence like this is a sentence. And then I say, animals don't write. Animals don't write. Animals speak in a way. They communicate with sounds to each other. They communicate with body language. They make grunts. They make gestures. But they don't write. They don't write. They don't make symbols. They don't translate thoughts and intentions into artifacts that can communicate what's in their head across space and time. Animals have no way of doing this. Only humans do. Only humans do. Humans have this insane ability to take an idea, to take a thought, to take an intention, and to put it into symbolic form, to move it from their brain into a physical object in the world that when encountered by another human will transform that other human, will inform them of something in the mind of the, of the, the writer and will alter the way they think, the way they see the world, the way they behave. And it can do this across space and time. Something from the brain of a human can be put into words and that can impact millions of humans for thousands of years. It can reverberate, it can last, it can leave a testament. Animals don't do that, only humans do that. The act of putting pen to paper is one of the most uniquely human creative acts on the planet. And it, it's literally magical. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's the creation of, of symbols, of incantations. You're bringing something into the world, into the mind of another person that wasn't there before. And you're doing it silently with some squiggles. You're taking some substance like, like squid ink or charcoal mixed with water or whatever other substance there is. And you're taking something like a stick or a feather or a little piece of metal and you're dipping it in that and you're making scratches and symbols that are reverberating throughout space and time that have the potential to instantly alter emotions and ideas and actions. That is a like magical act. And here, this little tiny thing, this little plastic tool that's a couple cents, a couple dollars, that's the bridge 
between your human brain and the minds of every human that encounters what you write. That little tool has the power to take from your mind through your fingertips and put onto a page or a, a physical item something that when looked at will fundamentally transform the person who looks at it forever. That's insane. This little tiny tool. It literally is like a magic wand. It's, it's something so small that serves as an interface between one mind and, and millions of minds potentially that, that can transport across time. You can send a, a note or leave a writing that after you die continues to communicate your will and intentions and ideas to other people you've never met before. All of that power is funneled through this tiny little pen. Who could not want to buy a pen and start writing with it? And as I was thinking through this, sort of just randomly, spontaneously came into my head the way that I would sell this. I was getting so hyped. I wanted to go start selling pens and buying pens. I, I just got like obsessed with the magic of pens and like, what is writing and the artifact that does writing? And, the, and it was like fascinating because I just took a minute. I was out on the beach with no screens or anything to just ask myself that question. If I'm not going to lie and be disingenuous, how would I sell a pen? Well, how do I use a pen? What does it mean to use a pen? What is writing? And it, it just flowed from there. And I thought, man, you know, that's really for me what I have, to, I come back to that all the time, like being curious, digging deeper, zooming out and thinking more fundamentally about every action that we're doing. The old overused adage of, you know, you can either be stacking bricks or building a cathedral and your perspective changes everything. It changes your motivation on the job. It changes your sense of meaning and fulfillment in life. And I thought, if you can't get excited about a pen, about selling a pen, the problem is with you. You got to get that imagination fired up. You got to get your curiosity churning. So uh, let this be an exhortation. If you want to live a life that you're passionate about, don't only think about finding activities that make you come alive, that you feel passionate about today. Also ask yourself, how can you enhance your sense of wonder over all the parts of the world, over all the human actions and business models, over nature, every falling leaf, every concept, every tool humans have created, every process, every order that's emerged from human interactions? How can you awaken that sense of wonder in yourself so that every opportunity is something you can get passionate about? That's when you have a superpower. That's when life is always interesting. That's when you don't need external circumstances to make you feel connected to what you're doing. That's when you have the ability to connect. And, and it doesn't have to be in some weird, out-of-body, amorphous, detached LSD trip or spiritual experience. There's nothing necessarily wrong with those, but it doesn't have to be in a way where you're like, all is one and everything's beautiful and wonderful, man, and can kind of make you so detached that you sort of cease to be a, an action taker or cease to be concrete because everything is abstractly cool. No, the real actual concrete things in the world from 
from pens to, to microphones to sweatshirts to anything you encounter, trains, roads, human beings, software, webcams, whatever. Learning to cultivate a sense of wonder and curiosity about those and how they operate in the world and what they do and what they mean for humanity and, and, and for reality itself. And to concretely look at the causal chain and, and what they lead to and what they're a part of. You know, I think, I think this kind of contemplative sense of wonder is what Leonard led Leonard Reed to write I Pencil, which is just a phenomenal little treatise. He might've been dropping acid too, for all I know. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes they have similar effect, but you don't need to drop acid is my point. So I just want to challenge you to cultivate a sense of wonder. Sell me this pen is not a, is not a cynical practice if properly engaged. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to expand your understanding of how wondrous the world around us already is.